Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of All Things Empath. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann. And today we are diving into the second part of a three-part series on a holistic approach to healing the mind, body, spirit. And this week, we are talking about the body. Um, For those of you who are just coming into this podcast and may not know me, my background is in hands-on healing, body work, massage therapy, myofascial release therapy, as well as a bunch of energy work and and coaching modalities. Um, I really, I got my start over the last, you know, 10 plus years as a hands-on healer. And so I love talking about the body. (laughs) It's my, one of my passions and has been a huge part of my own healing journey. And I really think We can't have a conversation about healing the body without having a conversation about fascia. So what is fascia? Uh, Physically, technically, fascia is a connective tissue. And how we understand fascia, how we've approached studying fascia has really um, only very recently had a shift and um, for a long time was rooted um, as as it was in all systems of the body. The way that we studied the body was through dead systems, through cadavers. And that was how we, you know, if you look at some of the first anatomical sketches and how do we know what the nervous system is, it's because people were going into cadavers and exploring and observing the systems that they encountered there and hypothesizing and theorizing about how those systems came together and worked in living human systems, human bodies. And it's no different for the fascial system, for the fascial network. Um, for so long, it was, you know, it's it's a super pervasive connective tissue. You literally are fascia. Um, and so for a very long time, it was, it was kind of the stuff that everyone just wanted to like, get out of the way. It's like, let's just get, what is all this stuff? Let's get this stuff out of the way. I want to look at the cardiovascular system. I want to look at the nervous system. Like what is all this fascia? Let's just get it out of the way. And so from that, it was understood that, um, and hypothesized that fascia was, the packing material of the body that it had an insulating effect it was an insulator and for a really long time it was just kind of accepted broadly in the medical community that that's what fascia was all about and it took technology kind of advancing to the place where we could really witness and observe fascia in living systems Um, for more questions to come up about it and for the research to kind of catch up and start happening to really shift the view of fascia um, in the scientific community. And it's an understanding that, you know, it's not the packing material of the body. It's not an insulating system, but it's one that actually conducts and transmits and it's all pervasive because it's all important (laughs) it's like um nature doesn't waste right it it there is definite method in everything that nature does and there's a reason that fascia is everywhere it's really really important it's absolutely essential um central and essential to human life and it's it's 
a liquid crystalline matrix. It's a kind of organic fiber optic network which transmits the flow of information via electricity, light, and sound that is essential for human health and vitality. I mentioned I could I could talk about fascia all day long, super passionate about it, get really excited about it, have had some of the most profound experiences in working with it personally and professionally. But here in this episode, I really, I want to go over the basics to demonstrate and underline why fascia is so important, how it functions, um, you know, because in some ways I really feel it's the crux. It's kind of the middle of the overlapping pieces of the Venn diagram that is mind, body, spirit. So fascia, um, for you meat eaters out there, it's if you're preparing meat, it's that, that really slippery kind of yellowy substance um, that can be real tough that's between um, pieces of the meat between the meat and the skin you know fascia when we look at it up close it's composed of a liquid ground substance that can actually can have pretty varying density um, in the liquid ground substance piece of fascia it's also a collagenous fibrous network and these structures are kind of layered and spiraled and connected together at every level of the body through every system of the body so fascia exists within every system of the body down to a cellular level it exists within every cell in your cell walls, it covers nerve fibers and your organs and individual muscle fibers and muscle groups. It is where um, you know the majority of lower signal information is being communicated and acted on that doesn't involve the brain. It facilitates like cellular respiration and the motility of our organs, the ability for our organs to have movement and for us to find the glide that we need within ourselves, right? Because there's a, there's a lot going on in the human body. There's a lot in there. And fascia allows it all to glide over itself and communicate within itself um, down to the cellular level. And really just to put it plainly your fascial network is the primary communication system of the body and the central nervous system comes in a very close second (laughs) um and you know that's a controversial thing to say but the science more and more is starting to back this up and it will only continue to do that as technology catches up um and and gives us the ability to have more studies and observe the nature of fascia and how it works um, at these smaller and smaller levels within our systems. So when it's healthy, your fascial system is fluid. And as I mentioned, you know, it's a really important part of its functionality to allow us to glide over ourselves internally, but also to transmit all the electric and light signals throughout our system. Um, so, you know, in if you're envisioning what the fascial network looks like, it's almost like 
this gossamer kind of think about clear crystals, right? So it's almost like this gossamer, um, fibrous, crystalline spider web um, that is suspended in like a liquid crystal substance. That's the the liquid ground substance. And it it's sort of, you could zoom out and you could zoom in. It's kind of like one of those psychedelic posters, whereas you zoom out and out and out, it's kind of the same thing but it's just in, it's that pattern. Like that's your fascial network all through every system of your body connected and spiraling together down to the cellular level. So when we experience trauma, our fascial system starts to shift out of its healthy liquid state to, as a form of protection. Um, as a protective mechanism, it, it will solidify and harden. It's a kind of a guarding response. And sometimes with physical injury, quite literally, um, it's, it's, it will harden during, during that process of defense and trap different hormones and emotional energy within the fascia. Um, so when you're thinking about it hardening, I don't know, I don't know if it was just my gammy when I was in the kitchen with her. Sometimes she would give me something to do with like a little dish of cornstarch and water and like a little bowl of cornstarch and water. And when I would, if I went in fast to touch it, it would be hard to the touch. But if I went in kind of slowly, um, the heat and movement of my fingers that were slow would actually liquefy that substance that had been hard a moment before and allow me to, you know, get my hand in there and play around with it. And it was super fun. Um, that is called a thixotropic substance where heat and movement will liquefy what was before a solid substance. And that is what your fascial system is. It's a thixotropic substance. And so when it hardens and it has that guarding response, um, it's, it's happening within also a reaction with your nervous system, right? Because if you're, if something is happening, that's traumatic, your nervous system is coming, you know, fully active online. If you want to learn more about the nervous system and what that looks like, you should check out my episode on the nervous system. Cause I get into a lot more detail about it. Um, but that experience of your nervous system being activated is going to release these hormones of your stress response and um, various, like a cocktail of all of these different hormones that are going to get released that um, it's really sort of the, the experience of emotional energy is that release of those hormones that are controlled by the nervous system. So those, those hormones can get physically trapped in the fascial network, in your fascial system. Um, and so, uh, that is where we start to see, for example, I don't know if y'all have done yoga before, um, where we start to see energetic, uh, emotional energy stuck in the body where we can experience a release of emotional, emotional energy after the fact, sometimes years after the fact, like those hip openers and those shoulder openers for a while, when I was doing some really intense healing work with myself, it was a guarantee. Anytime I went into a shoulder opener or a hip opener in a yoga class, I would start just sobbing uncontrollably. It made me not want to go to class uh, with other people because it was just like 
there was so much trauma stuck in my fascia and it just it needed to get released it had to get out and finally it was at the place where I could release it and my body was like yes <laughs> and my classmates were like what's up with this girl um and after a while it settled and I'll still get emotional release from time to time but it's not as intense but I mean, that's one example of of what it can be like when you have emotional energy and and that stress response kind of stuck in solidified fascia that when you reliquify it when you heal it when you allow it to get into that fluid state again those hormones that emotional energy gets released and experienced and let go and that's how we're designed to function animals do it beautifully all the time but because of um, the society the reality the culture that we live in the expectations and the rules that that our different cultures and families and we individually put on ourselves, um, it will often mean that we're not able to process those that emotional energy and those hormones that are happening, and so they will get stuck, and we will carry them with us sometimes for years, sometimes for a lifetime. Um, but we do have the ability to get in there figure out where that stuff is stuck and let it go. And um, more on that, another episode of like, what the what is the effect of having all of that trapped energy within our systems for empaths? Um, but all of that to say, to kind of bring us back in, you know, that, that your nervous system um, can be affected by stuck and solidified fascia because your nervous system exists within your fascial system. Um, and you know, when we think about like polyvagal theory, which again, I talk about in the episode on the nervous system, um, with your polyvagal nerve, it's the massive nerve. It's literally your gut brain connection that lives within your fascial system and can lose really vital motility. If your fascia is in, uh, you know, that guarding position, uh, let's say if you are holding trauma in your solar plexus and through your diaphragm and that's causing restriction on your polyvagal nerve uh, that will inhibit your ability to self-regulate within your nervous system which will increase inflammation which can cause a whole host of different symptoms um you know more and more studies are showing that the contrary to what was you know, theorized and taken as truth for a really long time, medically and psychologically until pretty recently, that there's actually, there's absolutely a gut-brain connection and that there are actually more signals going from the body to the brain than the other way around. So approximately 80% of nerves connecting your brain and body are what we call afferent nerves meaning that they carry the signals from your body to your brain. So, you know, it's almost like if we're going to really simplify it down, if you're thinking about your polyvagal nerve um, and all of the little branches of the af- of the nerves that are coming off of that big nerve, it almost looks like if you were to pull, pull a plant and you see there's the main stalk of the plant and there are all the little roots that come off of it. That's kind of what it looks like. If we're thinking about dividing that into direct directions on a highway, we would have two lanes of the highway going from the brain down to the body, and we would have five lanes of the highway 
going from the body up to the brain. So the gut-brain connection is is a real thing. And you know, I really, just based on the research I've done, based on the studies over my experience as a, as a hands-on therapist, my own personal experiences with healing, um, as well as professionally, I, I believe that the combination of your fascial system and your nervous system is how your body remembers things and that your fascial system is where your spirit lives within your body. So repressed memories, I'm talking about earlier in a yoga class and a hip opener, and I have an emotional release. Often, I don't even know where that emotion is coming from. It's just there. It was a hormone that needed to be released. At a deeper level, our body can dictate to our brain what it is that we're able to consciously remember. And so there's a lot of situations with folks who've experienced uh, early childhood trauma where they have completely repressed memories until later in life. It's like it's like your mind, body, spirit knows that you're not capable of dealing with what's happened to you and and waits until you're at a place in your life where you're able to to work through that shit and heal through it. And that's when those those repressed memories will start to surface. That's one of the reasons why it's so common for adults to come to their family or, you know, to their friends later in life and say, wow, I'm only just now remembering that this really traumatic thing happened to me when I was four years old because they weren't capable of dealing with it at that time. And so that memory got repressed and it can live deep within your fascial system um, until you're ready. Um, And I think, again, it's you know, it's a combination of mind, body, spirit, understanding that you're in a place to deal. And that was certainly my experience with repressed memories from early childhood trauma. Um, you know, I had been, uh, I guess it was maybe a little over a year of studying my foster release and going to seminars to learn how to um, do this therapy and really loving the modality. And um, it wasn't until I had been receiving regular work and you know, was practicing it with my clients already that I started to have these repressed memories come up from, from early childhood and was able to really deepen my, my healing and get to some of the root causes of some of the issues that I was having. And it, it was so beautiful because it really, um, in, in a similar way that I've talked about, and I think with any diagnosis or realization, this is what happens, right? It's like you see another missing puzzle piece that feels really important where you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. And it shifts the light within the lens of understanding and, and awareness of self and how I was showing up within myself and how I was showing up in the world. Um, you know, understanding that I had experienced an early childhood trauma made it so much more evident to me why I was struggling with some of the things I was struggling with. And it was really helpful for me in growing in compassion with myself and seeing that I had been through this experience. Um, and it's one of the reasons why uh, my foster release is, I, in my opinion, is just one of the best modalities of therapy out there. Um, I'm personally biased because I've had such incredible results myself and with my clients. Um, but I think, you know, when we look at 
at a holistic approach to healing. We look at polyvagal theory with that literal gut-brain connection. And when we look at our fascial network, the organic fiber optic network where emotional energy and tons of other information can get stuck or where it can be um, transmitted and processed and released, uh, we, we start to understand the power of a holistic approach and, and why it's so important. Because really your fascial and nervous systems are essential for whole self-health learning how to keep your fascial network fluid and your nervous system regulated are powerful components in holistic whole self-healing. We keep learning more and more about how these systems, the nervous system, your fascial system can help you to reduce the inflammation within your mind and body that we now understand really medically, scientifically, it's the root of so much disease and discomfort within yourself and that these systems affect how we hold on to old survival patterns what we perceive to be true about ourselves and about the world limiting beliefs and low frequency energy and emotional energy so when we forget that connection when we forget that mind body spirit are interconnected in this way we deny our nature and we lose one of the most powerful insights in how to approach the symptoms and signals that our mind body spirit is communicating to us about you know where we're out of alignment and what will bring us back into balance because and i believe this so deeply um and it's been my experience to be true you have the power to heal yourself. You have the power to heal yourself. Your mind, body, spirit wants to be in balance and in alignment. Recognizing the power of that and taking action on that is at once and, and that holistic approach, it's really effective in healing your from your past at the deepest levels and empowering you to thrive in a life that feels aligned. And that holistic approach informs every aspect of my life. The way that I approach my own healing, the way I approach my relationships, deepening my awareness and understanding of self, and that holistic approach informs how I work with my clients, both one-on-one and in my online group mentorship program, Empath Empowerment 101. Um, you know, I, I do a holistic approach there too, because I practice what I preach. I walk the talk, right? Um, I've experienced it to work for myself and it's how I see my, my clients and my students getting the deepest, most integrative, integrated and lasting results in the work that they do for themselves. Um, so if it sounds interesting, uh, and you'd like to work with me either one-on-one or in this online group mentorship program that's coming up, uh, I will link it to uh, the waitlist to this program in the episode notes here. Uh, and it's an amazing opportunity to work with me in a group, an intimate group of empaths where y'all will be working on healing through your past traumas with this holistic approach 
while learning to navigate your gifts as an empath so you're able to to fully step into and claim your power and really thrive in life and in your relationships. So again, I'll link that waitlist for the course for the program in the notes to this episode, but you're always welcome to direct message me on Instagram with any questions that you have. Um, on Instagram, I am at Homestead Healing, and I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to be friends with you. And I just so appreciate you showing up with me here today for just your time and your energy. Thank you so much for listening and for trusting me as a guide on your own journey. And please remember that you are doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you.